Welcome to the first Nirvana Natural Bliss Health and Wellness Podcast. I'm Dr. Nirvana Pillay. Today I have the unique opportunity to interview Dr. Marvin Shaw, who is not only my husband, but is Principal Clinical Virologist at the National Health Laboratory Service at Rutherford Hospital in Cape Town. We will be discussing COVID-19. Being a new virus, information and guidelines change almost regularly as scientists and clinicians throughout the world strive to learn more about the virus. I thought it would be a good idea to bring us up to speed on what we do know and how we as South Africans can work together to alleviate the spread of the virus. Welcome Marvin. Hi Nirvana and good morning to everybody. Happy to be here. My first question to you is how is the virus spread? Coronavirus like many other respiratory viruses is transmitted directly from person to person. And there are two main ways that this transmission takes place. The first way, uh, a more a direct way, is um, through droplet spread. So when a person is infected, the virus is being shed from that person's respiratory tract. And when that person speaks or cough or sneeze, um, tiny droplets containing the virus um, will be expelled um, from that person's mouth and then they will fall within a predictable distance. So the direct form of spreading means that you know if you are in the vicinity of this cough, um, the virus can land directly on the mucous membrane. Now this is um, part of your body that doesn't have skin cover and then you can acquire infection that way. The second form of infection occurs more indirectly and that is when these droplet lands on surfaces or objects um, or, or what we term fomites. And these fomites can act as a way for further spreading by someone else touching them and then through their hands um, and touching their own mucous membrane. So either direct spread and indirect spread are the main ways that the viruses are transmitted from one person to another. Thank you. Um, who are at a high risk of developing complications from COVID-19? So as many of you would have seen, um, one looks at there are different um, types of risk factor um, when, it, when we're looking at the severe outcomes for COVID-19. Um, the, the most um, common one that's been looked at is the, the age um, stratification. So um, people who around um, 40 years or less will have less than 1% of dying when um, infected by COVID-19, whereas the older individuals, so for example, those that are more than 80 in the, the other extreme, um, their, their chance of dying from COVID-19 is more than 10%. In addition to that, there are other um, health factors that are also contributing to um, a more, more severe disease. And a lot of metabolic conditions, so these like diabetes, heart disease, hypertension, um, or um, have associated with um, increased severity of disease. And the additional category is um, people with um, a, a low immune system. So these are people who are taking drugs um, to suppress their immune system because they either um, have, um, have to undergo recent transplantation or there are some autoimmune disease where they take things like steroids to suppress their immune system. We don't yet have the full picture about those who are HIV infected. Um, but likely 
you know, those who are fully suppressed uh, by ARV drugs um, probably will have similar risk to the general public. Um, how about patients um, who have tuberculosis? So in people with part tuberculosis, um, quite often they are lung damage. And if you have decreased lung reserve, um, it's more likely that if you have um, an, a pneumonia from COVID-19, you are more at risk um, of severe disease. So tuberculosis is likely a, a risk factor for severe disease. Okay, so how can one avoid being infected? Um, unlike many other uh, viruses where we have uh, vaccines, um, coronavirus is completely new and we currently don't have an effective vaccine against it. So the only way of preventing infection um, is by using what we call a non-pharmacological intervention. So these will be um, in, in two broad categories. One is um, prevent exposure um, by social distancing. So as I mentioned before, because this is transmitted by droplets and contaminated objects, um, if you avoid the situation where you be in contact with these, it will be one effective way of preventing infection. The second is hands are a very important uh, way of tran um, transmitting infection to yourself. So a good hand hygiene and washing hands is the second mean by which you can prevent infection. Okay, so what is the importance of the lockdown and why is it necessary for public to not only abide by the law, but also from a public health perspective? Right, so we are looking at from a more bird's eye view now, not on the individual level, but at a population level. And the reason why COVID-19 um, is spreading so fast is because this is a brand new virus. Unlike influenza and common cold, there, there's no one that has immunity to this infection. So it's very easy for the virus to spread from person to person. So in order to break this chain of transmission, the best way is to avoid um, overall contact with multiple people from different social circles. So in other words, if only your family is interacting with each other and with no one else, the danger that you have is only within your family. Now, if you extend that to further different community, to workplace, to shopping place, to all these other different places, Lockdown effect effectively gets in between these different social groups and prevent virus spreading from one community and or one cluster from another. So from the study that is done so far, it's one of the most important way of slowing down virus um, spreading in the population. And it's therefore very important um, for everyone to take this very seriously. Thank you. So I watched a video where a clinician had said that um, the media always um, alludes to medical work workers and professionals and health professionals as frontline workers, um, as frontline um, um, workers, yeah, on the frontline. And that is a, a term that is often used in war. And what she said is actually... Um, seeing a doctor and going to the hospital is actually the last line of defense. Would you agree with that? Yes, absolutely. So the one thing that I see a lot, on, especially on social media and also in conversation with a lot of uh, my friends and family, is that there's always complaint about 
you know, the governments and the different countries um, are not doing enough to prevent the spread. But in fact, COVID-19, because it's so contagious and it's so new, the most effective way of preventing further spread is every single person um, are fighting this together. And, and that is, you know, if everybody adheres to all the measures that we mentioned earlier, it's going to be much more difficult for the virus to spread. But if we all rely on some form of you know, government intervention, then we're not going to win. So absolutely, I think um, the first prize is preventing virus spread. And then obviously when someone gets ill, then we need to look at hospitals um, and, and the, the government in terms of increasing capacity to help out those who are sick. Okay, so each individual has a responsibility to, to um, eliminate the spread of the virus. Yes, absolutely. Okay, so now going into what I call the quick fire questions. Um, if you don't want to answer a question, you just pass. Um, which is better, hand sanitizer or soap? Soap. If you're going shopping, would you recommend wearing a mask or not? Probably yes. Um, if you're going shopping, would you recommend wearing gloves or no gloves? No gloves. Um, if the flu vaccine were available, would you recommend taking it or not? Absolutely. Okay, thank you for joining me during this incredibly busy time and for sharing your knowledge with the community. I'm glad to be here and everybody stay safe. Thank you. Hello.